Welcome to Beauty and the Mess, redefining what it means to have it all and how to find fulfillment in life. And now your host, transformational life coach and creator of the active word line, Beauty and the Mess, Robin Emmerich. Hey, welcome to Beauty and the Mess. Today we've got Jane Coe, blogger at Taste of Coco. Thank you so much for being here. I've been so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. You know, I've been following for you for years in the Austin community, and I really wanted to kind of start with allowing people to get to know your journey more on how you really got to where you're at in your life and in your business and all that you've created. Yeah, so I started A Taste of Cocoa in 2010, so I actually hit a decade this month um, in March Mm -hmm. was when I started the blog, and it's been quite a journey that I decided to take. Um, So A Taste of Cocoa originally started off as a recipe blog, and I had that for about two years before I transitioned to doing restaurant coverage here in Austin. And that's when I became, with each interview that I did with each business owner slash restaurant owner, I got more and more connected and fell more and more in love with the city that I didn't think I was going to stay in. And I ended up becoming a permanent resident um, in 2014. And I've been very lucky to be so connected and be able to support the city, but also the people that live here. And through that, I've been able to launch a couple of things along the way. Um, I have a t-shirt line called Shop Coco, and then I also launched a book about seven months ago now called Coco's Guide to Austin, which is a pocket-sized guidebook to Austin, Texas that I did dedicate to the city. Yes, I just saw it uh, when I was at the airport, I guess, last month. I love following you not only for all that you do for the community, but for your creativity and innovation and the ways that you are really bringing more fun into the city. And I've been following your most recent creation of how you've really stepped in at this time to help our Austin community. And can you share with everyone a little bit more about that and how everyone can support those endeavors? Because I think that what you're doing with your two newest projects have been just really incredible. It's, it feels like it's been a year these last 10 days like every day feels like a month um the hours are so long and i think it's just it's it's a stressful and scary time for everyone and usually march i think most of us who are here in austin especially if you work in tech or um you you're gearing up for south by because it's such a big conference and it's such a big deal for Austin, it brings in $350 million, and that's $350 million that's not going into the economy this year, which is really scary. And during the week before South by was canceling, I didn't think it would have gotten canceled just because I know how much of a moneymaker it does for our economy. But with it being canceled, which I still think is the right decision that they did, obviously, um, what happened was hundreds of creatives that depend on South by to bring this income and to bring paid gigs um, was detrimental to everyone. Um, it's like thousands of dollars and seeing creatives like a florist that like I think she ordered thousands and thousands of flowers for all these activations that she was hired to 
decorate was just in debt now. And seeing all of these, you know, messages that day when it happened was, it broke my heart. I mean, I alone lost eight projects. And for me, like Q1 is always the slowest quarter because brands are just getting started with how they're going to do their budgets this year. So I also depend heavily on South by. So for me, like it was also detrimental because I'm like, well, there goes my Q1. Um, and then I didn't really think about like, oh God, like Q2 is gone now too, because all brands are pulling back all ad spending at this point. Um, but more importantly, it broke my heart to see so many creatives that were affected by this. And I had this idea about five years ago when I was working as a freelancer, I was a photographer at that time. Um, I wanted to do restaurant photography, but then I realized really quickly that the margins for a restaurant are very low and they simply just don't have the funds to pay for a, a food photographer. It's just expensive. So, but with that, I just felt like it was so hard to get like any kind of like freelancer job to be hired as a photographer. Like, how do you market yourself? How do you get discovered? How do you do the pricing? How do you make sure you're not underselling yourself? How do you do like the photo rights? And I was inspired at that time to buy a domain called hiredcreative.co because I thought it would be cool to have an online website where all the creatives in the city could be listed and anyone that was looking to hire, whether it's an individual agency or company could go on this website and search for photographers, graphic designers, artists, DJs that they could hire. Um, and unfortunately, it takes a lot of money to build a website. It can take $10,000 if you're on a budget. It can go up to 20 to 30, 40K, depending on how robust you want the website, if you're including e-commerce. For me, it would have had to include some sort of e-commerce aspect. So I just didn't have the funds to hire a developer and build this. And even speaking to my peers, they were just like, you want to spend your own money to build a website to help everyone else get hired. Like that just doesn't make any sense, Jane. Like that's not a smart business decision. And, um, I still remember one of the things that someone told me in the industry that was like, you have a great thing going with your blog, like stay in your lane stay in your lane and stay focused, which I still think is really good advice because I, I tend to be one with ideas and I've always wanted to do, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a great idea. I go buy the domain. I'm like sprinting already halfway there. So, um, however, this year when South by happened, the first thought I had in my head was, oh my God, I still have that domain. This is the time to do it because people really need it. And so I, launched the website with the help of GoDaddy and we're currently accepting applications. It's free. Any creative in Austin can sign up, whether you're a photographer, graphic designer, developer, artist, working video production, marketing, SEO, social media, anything under the sun. Um, we're currently accepting applications until mid April. And then we're going to look at how many people have applied to figure out how robust this website needs to be built out. As of, I guess, five days now we've had, 220 people sign up maybe and wow. yeah which is a good amount of people I think I mean I kind of knew that Austin is full of creatives and freelancers um but I think the most surprising thing is within the first hour I already had someone reached out who said hey I need a photo editor and 
a lot of this also came from me being expired just because of the position I'm in where I'm giving people like where to eat, things to do is, hey, Coco, like I need a photographer for the X, Y, and Z project. Or, hey, I need a graphic designer for like the new small business I'm starting because I was inspired by you to start a business, right? And me having to rack my brain every single time and think about like, okay, who do I know is doing contract work right now? Oh wait, never mind. They got they they got a job full time. They're not, you know, like it takes me away from my workflow every day to answer DMs and emails that are related to like, hey, do you know someone X, Y, and Z? So that's also why I wanted to build it. Was like, okay, here's the research. This is the website. This is the resource. You can find who you're looking for. Not having to be like out on social media, having to say, hey, I need a photographer. Can anyone recommend me X, Y, and Z? So. It was kind of shocking to have our first inquiry within the first hour. Um, I think within the first five days now, I think we've gotten six job inquiries anywhere. Most of our photographers, some, someone was looking for an e-commerce specialist. So it's been kind of interesting to see the demand already because people, I think people who are looking for creatives are wanting a curated list versus having to ask a friend and be like, hey, who do you recommend? And then they refer like their friend who probably doesn't even know how to do it anyway. So that was my first inspiration. Um, I love that. And, and then, so helpful at this time. <laughs> Couldn't and, have been greater timing. And my, my goal with this is it's not a short-term solution. My goal was not to get anyone hired within this week, even though that has happened. Um, my goal with this, this is a long-term strategy. This will take three, four months. Like it might take us two months to build out this website considering how many creatives we need to onboard and how many profiles we have to build. Like this is just like another company. And I'm not really sure how I'm going to do that either because again, I just sprint. I don't think about like, I always sprint and then I get bogged down like operationally. How am I going to do this? Um, I do the same. Yeah. So how do you kind of pull yourself back in those moments? Um, I think it's when I start getting inquiries from the creatives who are like, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, no, I can't do that right now, but let me get back to you. Or um, I didn't think that we were going to get job offers so quickly. So within the first couple of inquiries, I was like, oh, crap. Now I have to handhold and do matchmaking. That's what I've had to do this week. And it's it's adding to my workload already, but that's the only thing I can do right now because the website's not up. I just yeah. basically like, someone's like, I need a photographer. And I have to ask them like, okay, what kind of photographer are you looking for? I'm looking for like a lifestyle. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> go to the database, go through the 35 photographers that signed up, ask them who's a lifestyle photographer, and then just connect them over email, which is quite time consuming right now, but that's the only thing I can do. And then, but how beautiful that you're serving our community in that way right now. Like that is such a gift for everybody. I hope so. Um, and I, I know, know so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of work to build as yes. you is. Yes. Cause you, cause you don't realize the pieces until they all start coming together, which is normal and it's entrepreneurship and it's such a journey in and of itself. Like I've always said, entrepreneurship is a path of personal development because we're like required to really like grow in so many different aspects of ourselves. 
Yeah, for sure. Which is the beauty. And then um, the next thing that happened in Austin was as COVID-19 got worse, the city mandated all restaurants and bars to close. Again, for good reason. However, I think everyone in the restaurant and bar industry didn't expect what would happen next. It was like a domino effect is what happens when you close dining rooms and you close bars? That means people like you and I are not going out to eat. We, well, we can't go out to eat. And that means the person that was going to make your coffee, that was going to take your order at your table, that was going to bring you your food as your server, those people are out of jobs, right? And as restaurants started losing covers, like went from 20% to 30% up to 80%, they had to start letting people go. And I don't think that's anything that any of us could have expected since we're not directly working in a restaurant, right? We're right. just diner. And it's been so sad to see not hundreds of people in the service industry let go, but about like thousands by now. Like I was super shocked when Kirby Lane had to let go of 700 employees. And these are not like salary people. These are people who were barely making a thousand dollars a week, but for them, that's all the money they need to pay rent, pay for medical bills, and also provide for their family. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when all the restaurants started reaching out for cries of help. Um, within the first couple of days, I knew I had to set up a blog post to tell people, I mean, it was coming from both ends. It was restaurant owners telling me like, hey, we had a transition to curbside slash takeout. And these are restaurants that you would never get curbside or takeout because they always prided themselves on these beautifully built dining rooms and that you get the food. It's a fine dining experience, right? But you see places like Uchi that you could never get delivered having to do curbside now because it's not the restaurant owner wanting to make money. It's that they need money coming in so they can keep their staff employed. And I think that's the disconnection that people don't understand. It's like, well, why is Uchi still open? Why is like, you know, X, Y, and Z restaurants still open? It's just so they, they don't close and they let go of their staff, right? They're doing it to keep their staff on because the unemployment website is like flooded right now. They could push their people to go collect unemployment, but that website is down because everybody else is collecting unemployment right now. And I think the number is right. really scary. Like I, I saw an email this morning from an industry email that said 3.3 million people will be collecting unemployment this year, which is an all time high. Like it's just, it's never been that high. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone could have expected that would be a result of COVID-19. And obviously like there's people who are dying from this pandemic right now too. I mean, that's, that's even, even worse, right? So um, I made the blog post of all the places that are doing curbside and takeout, not just because of the hundreds of business owners that have reached out to me, but also my audience saying like, hey Jane, I wanna support a local restaurant. Where should I eat out tonight? Who, who should I order takeout from? And so there's, I don't know how many hundred restaurants are on this blog post. So I was updating every 30 minutes. Um, wow. So I was pulling a lot of long hours. Like I've been up till like three to 4 a.m. every single day since last Monday. Um, so it's been, I feel like most of my friends, and I don't know about yours, are kind of like, 
this is great. This is like vacation time. I'm like sleeping in and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm having panic attacks and I'm working till 4 a.m. And I'm like crying every other day because some business, some restaurant owner is calling me and telling me how many people they've had to let go and these people depend on them. And then I mean, I absorb that energy. And then after the yeah. call, just like crying, I'm like, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. So um, I was then inspired. I I, yeah, I was then inspired to partner with Chelsea Milk Collective, which is a real, she's a really great publicist here in Austin, um, to create 100 for hospitality. And I think the biggest thing that people don't realize, it's just us. Like, it's just me working on these two things. Um, we don't have, like, some big grand business plan. Like, there was no, like, these are both not money makers. Like, I'm donating a lot of my money and, more importantly, like, a lot of my time to do this. And it was really hard to figure out operationally, like, how to run 100 for hospitality. And then I also had to then stick, take a step back and, like, how am I doing both of these at the same time? Like, I was very stressed, but luckily I'm in a better place now because I figured out how to, I had to like allocate, you You're know, one figuring it out. One. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like trying to do both at the same time along with everything else. So, um, hundred for hospitality, we didn't expect it to take off so quickly. So basically our, our goal was to provide a hundred meals a day for 14 days. And this would also help bring revenue to the restaurants that are partnering with us because we're not asking for restaurants to cook food for free. We're giving each restaurant a stipend and we've been very lucky and I've been very proud to have restaurants like P. Terry's and Austin's Pizza step in and say, hey, Austin Pizza, they're like, we want to do four days. We don't need a stipend. Like save that stipend for another local restaurant that needs it to wow. be able to cook food. So like, it's just so amazing to see a lot of restaurants step in and help out. So um, as of today, which we, we've had this live for three days, um, we had launched a GoFundMe to be able to raise money to um, raise stipend for these restaurants. We've already surpassed our initial goal of $5,000 because it's all we needed to be able to stay afloat for two weeks. And now we're, me and Chelsea are kind of like, wait, we could totally do more days now. We could probably do another week. And what if we could do this all the way up to May 1st, which is when restaurants should be allowed to open, um, considering if things do get better, right? Because things could get worse with the pandemic. But it's been very heartwarming to see how quickly my audience came together because they know my heart and soul is with the restaurants here in Austin. And for me to be able to say like, Hey, it's kind of interesting. Is like me having to stretch marketing skills that I didn't have is like, okay, how do I evoke emotion? Right. Because no one is more connected to this than I am. Right. And obviously no one else is crying about restaurants closing than I am. Um, so having to say like $5 equals one meal. These are people who have medical bills. This is someone that gave you coffee once. Like this is someone that brought you like a meal inside of a restaurant. Like these are people that we need to help out because these are people that took care of us on any other normal day that needs us, that need us to help them now. And um, we had a Google form that we circulated to restaurant owners who had let staff go. 
And that was probably one of the hardest things for me was to have to go through that Excel sheet. And I had three questions on the Google form for anyone that got let go to sign up. It said, what is your name? What is your email? And then the optional question was, how has COVID-19 impacted you? And I'm just a big fan of collecting data because you can do a lot of fun things with data. Um, and I didn't expect so many people, I think probably like 70% 70 70 of people who were laid off that took that document actually filled out that um, question. And reading through all those answers was so heartbreaking. Like it took me a couple of tissues to get through that because reading things like, hey, like I lost my job because the restaurant I was working at laid me off and I don't know how she got another job because I'm five months pregnant. Or like a lady, she wrote this long thing about like 2020 was supposed to be our year. Me and my husband, we've been working so hard, like pulling overtime so we can save up and we have medical bills and we have like a five, five-year-old little boy. And now we both lost our jobs and we're not sure what's going to happen now. Like reading those, I mean, God. So I feel really, I want to say I feel blessed to be able to be in this situation to help people. And obviously everyone needs help right now. And um, I think it makes a little bit of impact because again, it's just me and it's just Chelsea who's on Hunter for Hospitality. And um, while we've been pulling these long hours to fig like coordinate between the restaurants and figure out how do we get people to sign up for meals? And um, I've had to like pull myself back and be like, what am I doing? Is this even helping anyone? We're only serving a hundred meals. Like what if I could do 500 meals a day? But it's just a lot. Like we would need, it's just a lot of meals to do. You're really navigating it in a beautiful way by setting that goal of 100, reaching that and then extending it because that's how you can keep your sense of confidence and motivation moving forward rather than setting yourself up for failure yeah. and stress. And then that way, as you surpass each goal, really what you're doing is bringing our community together and, and showing our humanity and our connectedness of how we can help each other, which, you know, I feel like at a deeper level is what this period is bringing for a lot of us. I like you have been on the full force of work mode on how can I serve people individually at this at this time with the amount of overwhelm and stress and fear of the uncertainty and the people that are like okay actually this time is showing me that I want to change careers or really actually want a relationship, whatever it is, it's different for each person. People are really having time to reflect on things and how you're supporting the community, even if it's just one restaurant that you're able to support, or even if it's just one creative that you're able to support, that has a effect in and of itself of how those people go on to support others. Right. So I think there's so much more than you can even imagine because you're in the middle of it. it it's just a ripple effect. Yeah. And 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I can't think that far ahead. <laughs> it's like, it's been the longest two weeks. It's just been such a long two weeks. And, you know, I, I think a lot of, a lot of the comments that came in through the form were also surprising because a lot of them were so optimistic is that we're all going to come out of this. It might just be a lot longer than we would like it to be. And reading those comments also gave me like reassurance because even people who are impacted the most right now are still optimistic. Whereas I've been like just catastrophizing in my head like every night because I can't sleep. And I, I like on, I think last week on certain mornings, like when I would wake up, I would, I'd wake up and I'm like, man, that was such a terrible nightmare about the world going to a pandemic. Like legit, this happened on some mornings. I'm like, oh wait, nope, that is not a nightmare. That is our current life right now. Because I stayed up reading too many articles about all the current situations going on in every country and I'm having nightmares about them at this point. So, um, that's Did you stop that? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's not productive for me to do that. So I had to take action yeah. and, um, we'll see how we ride this out. All of us. Well, right. It's uncertain times for all of us. I am really grateful for you for what you're doing in the community because I think that so many of us are feeling it at so many levels as well from, you know, missing our favorite restaurants to missing the people, you know, like my routine every day is going to Houndstooth Coffee and, you know, the baristas like make my day every morning. And I'm so grateful. I was in tears when Houndstooth had to shut down and I was so excited when they came out with such a creative way to provide takeout for people that is safe and again it keeps that sense of community so you know I think at the end of the day it's about the people and that's what you're jumping in to address and I think the more that each of us can focus on each other the, the easier that we're going to get through this regardless of what happens yeah what are you doing in those, like, what are you doing in the moments of anxiety or oh, stress I've and never overwhelm? Been good at that. I just honestly just power through it. Um, my friends uh, joke that I'm like the hardest worker and I've just been like, I think we all cope with stress differently. I cope with stress with just putting on more work so then I can <laughs> power through it. Um, but I guess things I'm using is I have like a heated head wrap that I've been using at night. If I can get myself to go downstairs, put it in my microwave, <laughs> heat it up and go back upstairs to my bedroom. And it's really nice. I got on Amazon is it heats up and it, you just put it on your head and then you can, I mean, I use it to go to sleep because it kind of like, it wraps around your ears. So it blocks out the noise and I feel like a sense of calm because you're just like in this heated cocoon and then yeah. I just drift off to sleep. Um, the other thing I've been using, I have really bad shoulder and neck pain from all the computer work that I've been just doing for years. Um, so I found a really great CBD muscle balm that I like apply here when I'm working and it just like, it's like minty and it kind of like tingles. So it feels really good. And then, um, I have like a little mus massaging thing that I also use for my, my neck. So I guess those are stress relievers. 
Maybe. Yeah, they are, you know, and then there's even like so much power in just the breath, just to like simply bring your focus back to your heart space and breathe into it. Because what you're doing is requiring so much of your mind, yet your intentions and really what's created all that you're doing is coming from your heart. That's the beauty of what I've seen with you since literally the day I met you. I think the day I met you, we were at a dinner and you had like just gone to an acupuncturist and I had like this immediate connection. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember remember that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, um, and so that was like our, our initial connection, focusing on your heart space and breathing into that actually has like so much more power than it sounds because ultimately that is truly the beauty of who you are and all that you're creating has stemmed from your heart. And I have heard by many people that you're a hard worker. (laughs) And I think that shows it. (laughs) And I think that shows itself, but you know, there's inspiration in that and that's who you are. And, and there's beauty in that. I, I did a mentorship last week and just hearing from a lot of small business owners, which I'm sure is exactly who who you're talking to are like, freaking out and saying like, what do I do right now? What do I do right now when my customers are not buying and no one's buying? And the only thing I could say is this is such an amazing time for everyone to take a step back, which is kind of what you already said already is take a step back and think, and maybe you want to pivot if you want to. But what I said in addition was, I'm like constantly like, go, 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 go. Like, I don't think about anything else. I'm like currently responding to people on call with my email, on call with like DMs. But I took like, you know, probably 30 minutes to be like, okay, what do people need right now? Okay, creatives need a way to be hired. So I launched hiredcreative.co. Then I took a moment back and I said, okay, the restaurant industry needs help right now with the service people specifically, right? Because I'm usually helping out the restaurant owners. Um, What do they need? Okay, I'll launch this restaurant fund. And I think anyone can take those same principles and think about your customers as a small business owner. Is like, go back and reconnect with every single person that has bought something from you. Ask them, like, what is something that you need right now? How can I help you? Because... None of us would have time to do that any other time. Yep. Yep. I love that. Everything is different. And for some people, like you said, it is like, I need to pivot. I I need to start a side hustle or I actually just want to focus on something creative and take this time off of work to do something for myself or, you know, whatever it is, it can be so many different things, but Spending that time more inward is so important and how we really create outward. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And you give everyone how they can reach you, like your website and social, the best ways to follow you there, and then also how to support both endeavors. So you can find me on a taste of cocoa on everything, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, I am most active on Instagram. And then I have a website, atastecoco.com. If you've ever searched for things to do or best restaurants, best brunches in Austin, you'll probably have came across my website via Google. Um, And you can support 
how you're create.co. If you're creative, I highly encourage you to reach out and sign up. If you're an agency or a person or a company who might be hiring in the future, please consider looking at hirecreative.co in a month to find a creative that you can hire in this community. And then for 100 Hospitality right now, we're still accepting donations on the GoFundMe, which um, I'm sure Robin can link down below because we would love yes. to extend this past 15 days and add on you know, maybe a week or even up till May 1st to be able to provide meals for those who have been laid off. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Beauty and the Mess. Feel free to visit Robin on Instagram at Robin underscore Emmerich. Keep on living your beautiful life and embrace the mess.